the Lamb of God. This is D.K. Groomgirl's rock solid truth. And I am so glad that you have joined with us today. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Can we do that? Amen. Hallelujah. Woo-hoo. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to welcome all of my friends from all over the world. Amen. Africa, India, Pakistan. Amen. China. Amen. All over the world, we are so glad that you have joined with us today that the blessings of the Lord shall be manifest. I pray that you as a child of God are rejoicing in all that he's done for you. I pray that you are walking in his healing, walking in his prosperity, walking in his glory, walking by faith. Praise the Lamb of God. And we're so thankful what the Lord is doing today. If you've got your Bibles, Turn to Psalms 105, verse 45. If you don't have your Bibles, we're going to get them very quickly, amen, so that you can read the scriptures along with us, praise the Lamb of God. Psalms 105, verse 45. That they might observe his statutes and keep his laws. Praise ye the Lord. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you and praise you today. Thank you for your word and thank you for the opportunity. And of course, Lord, thank you for the platform that you have given to me to speak throughout the entire world to many, many people, those that know me and even those that don't know me. I thank you, Lord, for this platform and I humble myself before you and I stand there and I ask you, Lord, that the anointing that you have placed upon me shall reach out and touch every individual, touch each and every saint, touch each and every unbeliever, Lord, that the word of God may find them at wherever they are at, that seed may be planted, that a harvest shall come forth in their life. I'll thank you and I'll praise you and I'll magnify your matchless and holy name. In the name of Jesus, we pray and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Whenever you purchase something new, and it needs to be assembled, needs to be put together, inside the box you will find some very important documents. They're called instructions. Because they want to show you, the manufacturer wants to show you how to assemble it so that it works properly. Now, I don't know about you, but I have assembled things that did not work like they were supposed to work coming out of the factory, amen? And I would look at it and say, what part did I miss? Because as a man, as every man knows, I can do this. I can figure this out, amen? But I will tell you that without those instructions, we're at the mercy of the manufacturer not knowing how to put it together, and only surmising how it might even work. That is an exact, exact description of the Word of God. Your instruction manual on how you as a child of God are able to walk in this life once you've obtained salvation. Instructions to help you see your potential. Instructions to help you see what has been provided for you. Instructions for you to see and to understand what he wants you to be and what he wants you to do. To enlighten your understanding. To know what your inheritance is. 
so that you can walk by faith instead of by sight according to the word of God. That was a mouthful. Amen. But power. Look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. I'm going to be giving you some things today that are going to literally move you from the place that you are to the place that where you need to be. And if you will walk by faith, and if you will understand by faith, and you will grasp it by faith, I guarantee you that by the time this message is over, you will be in a different place than you are when you walk through the doors of this place, or when you begin watching this broadcast. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The Lord spoke to me last week, and he said, son... Your eyes need to be enlightened so that you understand what your inheritance is. You see, without you knowing what your inheritance is, the devil can steal it from you. If you don't know what it is, the devil can take it away, and you'll never know it's gone because you don't have understanding as to what it is. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. This morning I'll end my second message concerning the laws and the nature of the kingdom of God. And the title or the subtitle of my message today is The Power and Potential of Seed and the Ground. The Power and Potential of the Seed and the Ground. Look at Mark chapter 4 verse 26. Mark chapter 4, verse 26. Glory to the Lamb of God. And he said, So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground. What the word of God here is showing us is how the kingdom of God works. That is powerful. It's showing us how the kingdom of God works. Look at verse 27. And should sleep and rise night and day, and, they, and the seed should spring up and grow, he not knoweth how. Well, that is powerful. When you don't understand about the seed, you sow it, and it springs up, but you have no understanding as to why it's springing up. The reason that it's springing up is because there's life inside that seed. Right. Hallelujah. Knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. First the blade, then the ear, and after the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he put it to the sickle because the harvest is come. This scripture is showing you two major things concerning Reaping and sowing. Number one, the power and the potential of the seed. Number two, the power and potential of the ground. The power and potential of the seed and the power and potential of the ground. The Word of God tells you in verse 24, it tells you that the earth or the ground brings forth fruit of herself. Powerful scripture. 
The ground brings forth fruit of herself. In other words, the ground has everything that it needs. Everything that it needs to bring forth the potential and the exceedingly abundant of that which is in the ground. He has within it all that it needs, the ground. Look at Genesis chapter 12, verse 7. Genesis chapter 12, verse 7. And the Lord appeared unto Abram. I want to wait for you to get there. Genesis chapter 12, verse 7. And the Lord appeared unto Abram. That was Abraham's name before it was changed. Notice Abram. What was added was an H. That's what was added. Do you know why the H was added? Because God's name is Hashem. God added the H to Abraham for the seed of Abraham. Hashem. Abraham. Hashem. God's name. Powerful. Powerful. Multitudes of people don't know that. God changed Abram's name to Abraham, Hashem, in other words, God with us, God with us. Powerful. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. The Exodus chapter 33, verse 1. Exodus chapter 33, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, Depart and go up hence, thou and the people which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed will I give it. You see, in the Old Testament, God promised land to the patriarchs, to those that were part of Israel, to those that were part of God. God promised land to them. God even promised land that did not belong to them. Wells that they did not dig. Vineyards that they did not plant. And God gave it to them because God gave to his people ground. And what did he call it? He called it the promised land. In other words, land that had been promised to them. In the New Testament, I'll get this, we need to understand that the ground that has been given is our heart. That's the ground that has been given. Every individual that has ever been born again has been given ground. And it has been good ground. And it's your heart. Now watch this. You may have done things to your heart. You may have hardened it. You may have done a lot of different things by the things that you do. The 
places that you go and the things that you partake in. That good ground that he's given to you, you've polluted it. It's good ground, but it's polluted. Amen? Every day you can start brand new. The year of Jubilee, every 50 years, you were given land. You were given back the land. You may have lost it because of, 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 of bad debt. You may have lost it, sold it to someone. It didn't matter. 50 years later, you were given the ground brand new back to you to start all over again to plant good seed in it this time. Hallelujah. So you were given good ground. And in order to make that good ground good ground, all you got to do is start planting good seed in it. Oh my goodness. Wow. Amen. Praise the Lamb of God. Amen. Praise the Lamb of God. Your heart is your ground. Look at Luke chapter 8 verse 15. Well, are you going to show us that scripture in, in, in the Word of God, Pastor? I thought you would never ask. Luke 8, 15. Luke 8, 15. But that on the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the Word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Your heart is your good ground. Your heart is your ground. Now you have a responsibility with that ground to bring forth fruit. Hallelujah. Why is this so important? Because the land or the ground, if you will, whether in the Old Testament or whether it's in the New Testament, have the power and the potential to bring forth all of the blessings of God through faith of what he's given. That's why it's so important. Because your ground, your ground, the ground that you have, has all the potential to bring forth your blessings. Very few people understand that. Very few people are, very few people come to the realization that they understand that the ground that has been given to them holds all the potential that they need in order for the blessings of God to come forth. Wow. That is powerful. In other words, you've already got it. You don't have to pray for it. You've already got it. It's already inside of you. It's already been given to you. Now this good crown only needs one thing. What is it? Seed. That's what this good crown needs is seed. Because what does seed do? Brings forth a harvest. Hallelujah. It brings forth a harvest. You've got the ground inside of you. Hallelujah. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. How many are getting this? Yeah. This is powerful. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. According as his divine power hath given to us all things that pertain unto life and godliness 
to the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Let me just tell you what this scripture means, and I've told you a thousand times if you've been with me very long. You've already got everything pertaining to life and everything pertaining to godliness. In other words, everything pertaining to the physical and everything pertaining to the spiritual. But watch this. If you don't have the knowledge of what your ground holds, you can't have a harvest because you don't know how to put seed into that ground. If you don't have the knowledge of what the seed does, and if you don't have the knowledge of what the ground does, you're sitting on a vacant lot. Has anybody ever walked or, or go by a vacant lot and all you see are weeds? Why is that? Because somebody didn't understand the potential right. of that ground. They didn't understand what that could produce. They didn't understand what could happen. And the owner of that is at fault because he don't understand the potential of that piece of ground that he had. God has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Where are these things? In your heart. In your heart. You see, God believes in the ground. <laughs> God believes in the ground.